Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child, where we explore the social, emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual development of a child and offer wisdom on these issues. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you joined the conversation today. So grab a cup of Christmas punch or hot cocoa, take a deep breath, and let's listen and see what we have to learn today. That's right. Thanks, Leslie. We are in the middle of Christmas season, and so we thought it would be so fun today to talk about Christmas traditions and remembering. And so, Leslie, you want to kick it off and talk a little bit about this? Yeah, and we think about celebrations and Mm. how important celebrations are to really tie a family together. And so these things that we experience year after year, I know that we've all experienced things. So let's just pause for a moment. Think back to your childhood, Mm. your childhood Christmas celebrations. Maybe going to grandmother's house, something at your family's house, something you did every year. I bet you can think of one thing that was really important to you. Mm. And that when you think about that, you feel good inside, kind of a warm, cozy feeling. So those are the things that we're talking about. And the reason they're so important is when we experience these things with our families and have these connections, and it really does sustain family ties. And we have in our brain and in a child's brain, we experience all the dopamine and oxytocin that we keep talking about, these neurotransmitters that fire in our brains whenever we have these connections with in relationships with people that we love. So when we think about them or experience them again the next year or another year or even 30 years later, Mm. I can think right now about my uncle who is, he's now deceased, but he would prank call us on Mm. Christmas Eve (laughs) and say, you know, this is Santa. I'm just checking to see if Leslie goes to sleep. And I can think about that at this moment and think, ah, Uncle George, you know, that was really a sweet, special time. We relive those memories. Mm. And the same thing happens in our brain and those same neural connections are activated and they fire again so that we re-experience those things that we experienced as a child. You know, while you were talking about remembering, I was <laughs> I was remembering yeah. quite a few things. It's like, what do I say first? But my first thought is the Old Testament. Think about how the Lord said, remember me, remember me, remember this, you know, celebrate that. Think of all the festivals yes. in the Old Testament. And he said, remember, remember, remember. I looked up in my concordance about remember. I mean, I don't know how many verses popped up, but it, you know, right here, Psalms 105, remember the wonders that he has performed, his miracles, his rulings. And that's what happens, mm-hmm. like what you were describing, that happens in our brains and in our bodies. I mean, God knew that. Yes. That, that's medicine for our soul and our mind to yes. remember, you know, not only with our relationship with the Lord, but our relationship and our family situation to remember, to remember. Now, let's think about some traditions that yeah. are so fun. Yeah. So, so you start. Yeah. So I'll start off with, you know, I mentioned Christmas punch. Mm-hmm. And um, we've both got our cups here. Beautiful Christmas mugs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, um, Rita, I'm going to shout out to her here, makes this wonderful Christmas punch every mm. year. And we look forward to it around the Christmas season. We're going to link the recipe down delicious. in our show notes. It's delicious. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of just a simple tradition that we have is having Mimi's Christmas punch. Mm, it's so good. And something that I remember growing up with my mom, she made eggnog from scratch. 
I say it's kind of simple, but it probably isn't because of the steps you have to do with the temperature. And you could curdle eggs, but it's just milk, warmed milk, and you put the eggs in there and fresh ground nutmeg. I just remember having it and it was that that was cozy. It was comfort, kind of yes. like comfort food, comfort drink. And so that that's Mona Marguerite. That's what my mom made yeah. for us. And it was just comfort. It was just a sweet thought. Good thing that happens all in our brains yes. and in our bodies. And I just want to point out, you know, it connects us to our past. Mm. And yes. it keeps that idea of this is something then I can give to my children and it's going to carry on. And so it just is a really a sweet, sweet moment. So one of the traditions that in my family we've done is, you know, those silver plate Christmas ornaments and they have the year on them, those annual ornaments that they put out. Well, one year my kids woke up and they came upstairs and one of those bells was on the table. Mm. And alongside the bell was a note from Santa And in the note, Santa said, Dear Madeline and Hans, in my workshop, I had these Christmas bells, these family bells. And whenever a child brings joy to their family, the bell rings. And Mm. we know that that family, um, those children are bringing joy to their families. And Santa said, Now, I never do this, but your bell has rung so much this year. You brought your family so much joy that I'm letting you have the bell. And so I'm leaving it here for you. <laughs> and then and, what happened a couple of years ago? <laughs> so, of course, that was when my children were young. My children are in their 20s now. And so maybe a couple of years ago, I thought, well, I guess it's time to let the little Santa workshop bell go. <laughs> and my son, Hans, came upstairs. And we were looking at our stockings, looking at the tree. And he looked around. He said, where's the, where's Santa's bell? Where's, <laughs> where's our family bell? <laughs> so that just shows that you continuing these traditions is fun and brings joy. Yeah. Well, I must confess to all my kids, I'm so sorry about the bell. We never got the bell. <laughs> I don't know really what that means. I guess they weren't happy with this or we just didn't, I don't know. But no bell for the Matthews. Maybe I'll make it up and get a bell for him this year. There you go. Shh, don't tell. Don't tell. So I'm trying to think of a similar tradition that we did like that. I can't think of one. So I'll just start with just some fun traditions that we did. One that I think of when they were very, very young, we were trying to communicate the idea of it's Jesus's birthday. And I'm sure everybody in the Christian faith has done something similar to this. But, of course, we did the birthday cake, but we did a green layer and a red layer with the white icing. And so the green was everlasting life, and the red was the blood of Christ, and the white was, you know, he's covered our sins, and we're white as snow. And so, of course, we sang happy birthday to Jesus. So we did that for a long time. And then I think Uncle Jeff and Aunt Laura, which is Hank's sister, and took it over and they didn't do the red and the green and the white like we liked it. But, you know, you have to just, <laughs> but we loved it. We still sang Happy Birthday to Jesus. And I'm sure we'll bring it back up with the grandkids coming now. So we did that for many years. That's really so, sweet. Yeah, that was fun. I may need to add that to my family traditions. <laughs> Another one that we did you know, we celebrated Santa. We, that was a fun element of our Christmas time. And one thing that I did with the Santa gifts and stockings, though, was a little bit different. Santa only brought one present to each child. And the one present had to be something that looked like the elves would have made it. So it was typically a wooden toy, maybe even an, a vintage toy that I might have found at a 
a um, flea market or something, but it had to look handmade. And then Santa would also fill our stockings, and he filled mine also. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was sort of just the whole idea, one present for each child, but something the elves had made. And so my funny story with this is when my daughter was in elementary school, one night she came upstairs and she said, Now, Mom, some kids are telling me that Santa is not real. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think. And so I was preparing myself. Okay, this is, we're going to have the talk now. And I'm going to talk about how fun and magical it is to believe. And isn't this fun? And, but before I could say a word... She turned to me and said, now, Mom, I know that Santa is real. Have you ever seen any of the toys he's brought me at a toy shop? (laughs) Or at Walmart? Or at Walmart, (laughs) yes. Like, no. No. So you just kind of, I won't say anything. That's right. So that was the end of that story. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good segue to say how we handled Santa Claus. Yeah. Because I'm not sure how I developed this idea, But I felt as though it was very important to let our kids know early on that Santa Claus wasn't real and that Saint... Don't listen, Madeline Hans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you haven't had that conversation with him yet. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm, We may have to announce that this is a screened (laughs) podcast. Don't let your kids listen. Um, mm, How should I say this? So Saint Nicholas was definitely a real person. And he was from Turkey, and he lived, I don't even have the years, I don't remember, but his parents died, and he had all this money, but his parents had worked with the sick people in his area, so he would sneak at night and give gifts, and so that's how he started Nick, and so they called him St. Nicholas, and so it, it came on over to the United States, and it you know, the name was changed to Santa Claus. But we we gave the history to our kids early, early on. But we enjoyed the game of playing. So we we would put out gifts in the morning. We enjoyed doing that just as much as they did. They came downstairs and they were just like, oh, wow, this is so fun. And we did the stockings and we did the whole deal. But And we just said, you know, a lot of people, they really do believe in Santa Claus. So don't go around telling other kids that, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. So, yeah, everybody does it a little differently. And that's really interesting that you shared all that information with them. I know they learned a lot and that was a a fun family way to do that. I know we never, we still haven't had the conversation. (laughs) I've never had the conversation with my parents. (laughs) Oh, no, you might need to talk to your mom and daddy. (laughs) And and I think in, in our family, you know, the kind of the way it worked was the two sides of Christmas were separate. Mm. And in some ways, the cultural side of it with Christmas and Santa and just the very tangible joy that the, they could see and experience was more of a concrete representation of what later became for them and was always for me just the sheer joy of Advent, the Advent, mm. the coming of Emmanuel Christ with us, just the joy and hope that that whole season has mm-hmm. that I can experience as an adult for them, they could experience it more in that concrete way mm-hmm. that then shifted and transferred. You know, you try to do things the best way you yeah. see fit. Well, and that's what's important about it. It's all different. Everybody's family traditions are different, and that's what's so special about them. They're your family traditions, and that, that's just very special. And you always have those. Mm-hmm. And 
Advent was something I didn't really bring into our family and, and when they were young, and I really wish I had. I think that has become such a fun part of it as they've been older. We did do nativity sets, and mm-hmm. so how we did nativities, I had one nativity set that was not breakable, and they, we added to it every year with different little figures that they would pick out, and it was put in a place where they could play with it, mm. handle it, play dramatic play with it, whatever. I could play <laughs> alongside them and talk about the story and what happened, and we just experienced it and interacted with it. And then I had another nativity set that was set up more to tell the story. So Mary and, and Joseph were in a different room. I mean, they Uh, were away from the nativity set. And so through the month, they would travel and get closer and closer to the stable. Oh, that's so cute. And um, and then, of course, baby Jesus was always hidden someplace else. And so then he would appear Christmas morning. So that one was kind of set up that way. But um, it was fun. I think something I wish I had started with that, that we just really did last year even, was, like I said, the Advent readings. And plus the Isaiah and any of the prophecies in the Old Testament. Mm. I would have liked to have brought that in maybe even as early as right after Thanksgiving to Mm. start reading some of those when we set up the nativity set to kick off the journey. The Advent journey. Yeah. And, you know, for a while I thought Advent was not a part of the evangelical church. It was separate. It was really more Catholicism, which isn't bad. It was just different. That's Mm -hmm. what I was raised with. And I was so delighted to see that be brought more into even our church now. I love that it's brought into because it's just, you know, looking forward to. So we've embraced it more and more through the years. And one, one of the little traditions we did growing up was an Advent ball. And it may be more confusing for me to describe it like this, but it was basically a ball that you would wrap little gifts in and every day you would unwrap and then find a little a little toy and the, the biggest little trinket was in the middle but that's kind of a, a tradition we did we did something similar to that last year with the whole family it was quite the game so just different things surrounding the idea of advent and the coming of yes. Christ is always real fun and I think there's that whole idea of advent is just so special oh, and so I know. The hope that it brings with it is just something you, you, we spend a lot of time trying to capture so that children can, so we can communicate that to them. Yeah. It's just very special. That's neat. Are there any other traditions that you can think of that you did? You know, there are a lot of food traditions. Mm -hmm. Of course. Wait, you were telling me a a few of the traditions you had for, um, no, what was that ice cream that you made? Oh, yes, ice cream, but it's not a Christmas tradition. It's a, um, it's a... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But it is something my children look forward to um, around Halloween. Okay, well, it's it's the holiday season, so to speak. Okay, well, I have a food one. We always made pralines. Being from New Orleans, my grandmother had her praline recipe that I picked up. But we made pralines and we'd give it to all the pastors and everything at the church and friends. That was kind of a, a big tradition that we did. So what else cooking that you did? Meemaw chocolate cake. Oh, oh my Meemaw's goodness. chocolate cake. I remember you telling me yes. about Meemaw's chocolate cake. And and I think this is a good example of when we talk about traditions that we experienced as children, then when our children experience them, we have that same joy yes. that we had in our childhood. And so Meemaw chocolate cake was a chocolate cake that my Meemaw, that's my mom's mom, she would make every year. And the middle piece is so gooey. <laughs> is the piece that everyone wanted. And so the race was always to see who could get that middle piece. Who could out get of this to the cake. middle piece. That's so funny. And so even though I don't eat Meemaw chocolate cake as much 
as I as I used to, obviously, my kids love it. Mm. And so, yes, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's still something we serve. That's so fun. And we had talked about kids and routine. Yes. How important that is for them. Think about this. You know, routines help them feel secure. They know what's coming. And so, of course, holidays, there are a lot of changes to the routines. And so just a heads up to think about, you know, if there's going to be trips to see other people, visitors coming over, later bedtimes, you know, one thing you might want to pack is patience and lower expectations Mm. would be a way to kind of get yourself prepared. But also to think about giving children schedules. This person's coming over, this person's coming over. You could even have pictures of family and members and talk about them, Mm. This, especially if they're extended family that they don't see very often. Things like that can be helpful to young children. But, you know, bedtimes maybe later Mm -hmm. through the holidays. If they go to preschool during the day or school during the day, that schedule is going to change. So even if you do something as simple as post-it notes and you just draw little stick figures Mm -hmm. of, of what's going to happen, we're going to go to this store, this store, this store, That just helps children have a sense of what's going on. That's right. It helps them feel a little more relaxed in the day, and they have a heads up. And we have a tendency as parents to think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. They're just going on, and they'll just follow us, and they'll just kind of go on with us. But it is a big deal. They really do have a sense of time and what's going on next. They have an agenda, too. Yes. They want to get home and play with their toys or watch a show, you know. So if we keep them abreast on the next schedule, I mean, the next event— That's very, very important for them. If they're old enough to have a checklist, they can check off when each errand is done themselves. I remember when Hans was little, he was young enough to be in a stroller, and we'd been out running errands, and I think he thought we were headed out to the car, and I turned and crossed the threshold into another store, Mm. and he just immediately started crying. (laughs) He was looking, as you're saying, looking so forward to getting back home. Uh, Yeah. And getting Mm -hmm. back home. And then packing. I remember having each one of the kids pack their own little backpack with their favorite toys and their coloring books or the stuffed animal so that they had what's really important to them. Let them pack their stuff. Yeah. So anything else to help them? Sugar? How about so much sugar that they're eating? Is it hard to limit that or is it, should we just let them eat as much sugar as You know, I, I think everybody makes their own decisions about that. With all these decisions, whether you maintain bedtimes through the holidays, whether you uh, maintain schedules, whether you're more flexible, whether you let things go, just have your expectations appropriate. Mm, And so if your children do eat more sugar and you want them to enjoy desserts and that's, you know, you don't want to limit it, well, just be aware that that may change their behavior and don't feel frustrated or Mm. challenged by the behavior. Just understand. Yeah. You know, and and see the behaviors like, oh, well, I guess they had too much sugar. Or if it's important to you that they stay up past their bedtimes because family's in town and you want them to spend time with their family members, be aware that they Mm. may be tired and cranky or cry more or easily upset. And and I'm not saying anything's good or bad. Yeah, it's it's right. It's a choice you make one way or the other. But understand that they may be tired and may be cranky. And so see their behavior as telling you they're just tired. Yeah. Uh, every behavior yeah. has a message. Every behavior has a message. And you may want to just go in the back and just sit with them for a little bit and read a book. Yeah. Just kind of let them calm down. Yeah. Before you put them out there to, yeah. <laughs> to experience one more set of relatives or something. Yeah. You know, that's right. And, that's and it's okay if you do. But yeah, it's just it's just good to kind of be realistic about it too and, and know what you, know what you have in front of you. 
Thanks for joining us today and listening as we talked about our family traditions. Being able to talk about them again just gives me such warm, cozy feelings inside. Mm. And I know that you have traditions in your family that you also enjoy. And I encourage you, if there's something new you want to add this year, just know what you're doing and just how important it is for a young child. A young child and for the whole family. And don't bypass driving around and looking at all the beautiful lights. That's always so fun. When the kids are in their beds, warm and cozy in their pajamas, wake them up, throw them in the car and drive them around. That's always so fun. It is fun. It is fun. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at themindofachildpod or you can email us at themindofachildpodcast at gmail.com. Rock. Well.